Hey everybody, and welcome back. We have done it. We've we've done everything that we have in our power at this time to get this uh, completed. We have gotten all the way through what is currently already out and available for the Indiana Jones film series. We have not touched young Indiana Jones or anything like that. But we did watch the, the final film available to us. Paige, did. I forget, what's the title of that film? Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's right. That's right. And uh, Paige, remind me, what's the quality of this film? Incredibly poor. That's right. That's right. I forgot. This movie sucks. Yeah. But we do get Marion back. We do. And that's But good. she's old. So yes. is Indy. Yes. Um, not near as old as Indy will be. In Dial of Destiny. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy how I remember seeing this in theaters opening night and being like, you know, wow, yeah, he's he's getting old. And nowadays it's like, bro, he was so young back then. He was like such a young old man. But... And now it's going to be 15 years between yeah. Crystal School and Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Which is mind-boggling. Yeah. But, uh, so, okay. We have Marion back. We do. And that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. We also have Shia LaBeouf added. Sure do. And I think he does a decent job with the task given to him. I feel like they wanted the same father-son dynamic between Harrison Ford and Shia LaBeouf that they got from Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. Okay, so not like following in the exact same. Okay. Interesting. I hadn't really considered that. That like they wanted the same level of of difference between father and son. Okay, yeah. Because it is interesting how much they have Mutt know and understand about history. Oh, you know who or what else had a cameo in this movie? What else had a cameo in this movie? The idol. Not the idol. What is it called? The Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. That's the word. Because Raiders of the Lost. Ark, yes. Ark, yeah. Yeah. Referring to the Ark of the Covenant. Correct. Not Noah's Ark. Correct. And not the idol of the covenant. Are you going to be like this all day? Maybe. Definitely all episode. Because I'm an annoying little bitch. Yeah, so we do get that cameo from the Ark of the Covenant. We get the cameo from the warehouse, which we've now found out is Area 51. I feel like there was just a bit too much um, taking away mystery mm-hmm. in that. You know, it, Instead of just a warehouse somewhere... It's like, oh, no, it's a warehouse right here in New Mexico, and it, it's actually Area 51, and now you know all that stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. And then um, also, like, they, it takes away the mystery of, like, what happens when you climb into a refrigerator and set off a nuclear explosion. I always, I really liked not knowing what would happen to Indiana Jones if that happened to him. I feel like I have heard references to that throughout the yeah. years. It, and I Obviously didn't know what it was referring to. I'm so glad you didn't. 
because like as a kid i was like would that i wasn't even a kid like there was this like this was 2008 yeah so let's see uh 15 yeah Mm um wow this was the same summer that uh the clone wars movie came out also bad (laughs) also um a really bad installment of a series that had some real hit or miss installments previously but uh yeah one thing that i don't know if i clocked it when i was 15 but holy crap was it glaringly apparent this time around um i'm not entirely sure off the top of my head who wrote this movie but i'm not sure if they've ever dealt with magnets before Oh my gosh, this was like Fast and the Furious level magnet shit. Yeah, which Fast and the Furious at least has a dial you have to turn up and down. With this, it's like... With this, it's like selective magnetism. Yeah. Like when he throws metal dust in the air, sure, why not follow it? But the guns and the big ass sword that that lady's carrying, none of that is... Yeah. They're not filling their belts, and go? He has like a handful of like shotgun pellets or something, and he climbs up on top of a thing of boxes with it, this pile of pellets in his hand, and he drops them and sees where they fall. As you were climbing, you should have been able to feel where the metal balls were pulling towards because they were in your hand. Yes. Your, your hands have nerve endings in them, like the sense of touch and the sense of feel and everything has almost just as much information to give you as the sense of sight does like holding something and knowing that it's moving in a certain direction is just as useful as seeing something move in that direction yeah it's so so dumb and then every time like a sword or a gun or something will like pull towards it and then they just like pull it back it keeps treating metal things almost like a a curious animal where it like starts sniffing around and you just have to go nope and it it loses interest right like i feel like that is a very correct comparison but yeah so so magnets are something that are relentlessly stupid in this also the crystal skull Mm -hmm. looks awful do you think it looked that bad? Yes. It looked like a plastic toy that they filled full of crumpled up saran wrap. I, I think the uh, the crystal skull itself looks pretty pretty good. I just thought it looked so cheap. Yeah? And it just distracted me from, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but. I mean, I think it looks far more expensive to make than the Cup of Christ. Did I just make a good point? No. Didn't I? Oh. Um, I feel like uh, the idol of fertility, you know, that's just a little thing you make out of uh, clay or or acrylic, whatever, and then you just spray paint it gold. But at least those looked like artifacts. Like, Mm. I don't know. It just bugged me. One thing about the whole magnet bullshit thing, uh, at some point, someone mentions, like, this isn't magnetic. And Mutt points out, neither is gold. Which, as I was sitting there, I was already like, 
Did those gold coins just get pulled towards the magnet? And so I, the fact that magnets in this movie work so freaking stupidly and weirdly, the fact that they wrote in, it even attracts things that aren't magnetically attractive. I don't know. Um, con- magnetically conductive? I don't know. That at least explain or they at least acknowledge that yes this isn't a normal magnet so that may be the reason why it's not working like a magnet should in every scene but still it's dumb and also i feel like the other indiana jones movies were at least somewhat grounded in reality yeah i mean pulling someone's heart out that's why I said somewhat. Yeah. But this one, like, aliens. Yeah. So I I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, but I didn't want to give it away because I didn't know if you knew. But uh, I like that the first one is like the, uh, the, the god of the Old Testament. The second one is the god of um, Hinduism or a god from Hinduism or one of those types of religions. I don't really know much about Hinduism. Uh, and then the third film is the the god of the New Testament, you know. Um, and then this one is kind of the god of conspiracies, you know. Okay. And, and that concept, because there is a lot of like, uh, what if religion is really just aliens? I, I remember, you know, growing up, the you stay up late, um, when you have a babysitter or something and you watch the History Channel and, and you get into those stupid History Channel shows that are like, ancient aliens, that's how they built the pyramids. And you're like, I'm seven and I know you're an idiot. So I liked <laughs> the concept that, you know, one of the Indiana Jones movies uh, kind of went into that a bit more. I I thought it was an interesting idea. Unfortunately, it makes for a garbage-ass film. Which yeah. is sad. We also didn't get stupid Nazis. Yeah, like we got, we got from the other ones. Which um, I actually read that Spielberg um, didn't feel like he could treat Nazis lightly. Uh, post Schindler's List. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. Um, and Harrison Ford thought that they'd like worn that out. Yeah, I kind of feel like if you did Nazis a third time. It's a bit much. Yeah. So then Lucas was like, hey, the Cold War is a thing in this time. Let's do Russians. Yeah. So I, I feel like the transition from those bad guys to Russians, it makes sense. I don't think that any villain in this film is that iconic or impressive or intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, yeah, like, leading up with the trailers and stuff, knowing that Kate Blanchett was going to be the villain in this new Indiana Jones movie, it was like, oh, Kate Blanchett, she just played Galadriel. Oh, that's a, that's a name that everyone knows. And then you watch the movie, and it's like, who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. Like, shut up. I don't feel like she did a very good job. I don't think she was written well. Like, I don't think anyone really could do that great of a job. Yeah. I... You put the greatest actress in history in that role. I think it's still going to suck. Good point. Um, 
So, yeah. A um, couple other things. Mutt, Shia LaBeouf, uh, starts swinging from vines with monkeys. Yes, and he becomes Tarzan. That's not good. That doesn't work. Uh, he also uh, just uses a snake as a rope. He uses a snake as a rope, yes. To pull people out of quicksand. Mm-hmm. And then just yeets this big just ass snake. that bitch, yeah. Um, Real dumb. No. I, the callback Because first to... of all, there's no way in hell you could use a snake as a rope. No. It's it's too smooth. Like And a snake that big would weigh a lot. Yeah. You cannot just throw it willy-nilly. Yeah. The callback to Indy's hatred of snakes... Okay, I can I can see you including that in your movie. But the way they did it in that one was so bad. It's just, it's really, really shit. I think he was also supposed to be like a greaser. Yeah. But his hair wasn't greasy. So mm. he would just like pull out a comb and comb his hair. But it was just normal hair. <laughs> I, I thought they did a good job with the hair. There's a moment, I think you were looking down, and I didn't think you were going to like it, so I didn't really point it out. But uh, he's talking to Harrison Ford in the like diner or the little restaurant place. Mm-hmm. And he looks over, and the table next to him, one of the guys has ordered like a, a Coke or a soda or something like that. But the guy's looking away, talking to his friends. So Mutt pulls his comb out, looks at the glass, sees that the owner of the glass isn't looking at the glass and he dips his cone in the soda. He dips his comb in the soda and brushes his hair to like Ew. get that look. And then like the guy kind of glances over because he kind of noticed movement, but he didn't see what happened. So he's like, whatever. <laughs> Gross. And like, I do kind of like how Mutt just sort of has this like, hey, I'm Mutt. How's it going? Um, I'm kind of a piece of shit. A lot of people don't like me. And um, that's how I like it. I, I do like him being kind of an ass. Yeah. There are times I liked when him I think like it works. grabbing the bottle off of the waitress's tray and then Indy just putting it right back on. Yes. And the waitress never knowing that it happened. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the placement of that and the fact that Mutt steals the soda. And then looks around to make sure he hasn't been caught. And it's in that moment that Indy puts it back. So he's like, cool, cool. And got away with it. Where's my soda? Damn it. <laughs> and so, yeah, he the uh, eyeline of each character involved, I think that one moment is really, really good. Um, I think his obsession with his motorcycle is kind of dumb. Um I there's there's a lot in this movie that is just dumb. There are CGI groundhogs for no fucking reason. No reason at all. Um, the first scene is just uh, some teenagers street racing the U.S. Army on a random road or something. Yeah. Or drag racing, I guess. Um, just very weird. Uh, there was one shot that I actually had to like go back and rewatch it because it did show a, a level of skill that comes with experience. And uh, so the camera starts outside of this vehicle 
and you're looking at the side view mirror and through the side view mirror you can see the driver and he looks down and sees a car coming and so the camera then shifts into the car so we're kind of following the driver's sight line. So now we're still looking through the side view mirror, but now we see the car. But then the car accelerates, so it passes out of the side view mirror. And then the camera, instead of looking at the side view mirror, looks at the car just passing. And just that transition from we're looking at the driver, we're looking at the car, we're looking at the car again, but the car has moved from being in the shot one way to being in the shot in a different way. I thought that was uh, was really interesting. It does not help the film that much. It's it's a very minor thing. But, uh, and I didn't even catch it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you noticed once I went back and, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that's one bit of cinematography that was like, okay, yeah, cool, cool. Um we got the cliff. We got three cliffs. Yes. Or, well, four? Because you have to get into the water. And then you have to go down three separate waterfalls. And you have to survive all of that. And you have to jump off the cliff and hit a tree. And the tree will place you in the water. But once you're off the tree, the tree will slap Russians off of a cliff. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So as we were watching it, they were in they were doing their chase scene and I just happened to mention I was like, "Wow. Those cars look a lot like boats with wheels." And all Dallas did was just Oh yeah. Mhm. And then later it's actually a boat. I feel like it kind of fe- it it seems like that was uh not just intentional but like they were using, because the Russians knew what part of the world they were going to, they specifically brought vehicles that could be used for both. Because I know there are vehicles that can be boats and cars. Are there? Mm-hmm. Oh. Were there in the 50s? I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I know I've seen that in, like, modern films. I Just because I haven't seen it, from back in the, I don't know, 60s? When was the Cold War? 60s? 50s, I thought. 50s? Okay. Maybe 60s. I don't know. Um, I wasn't alive. I don't know history. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, the Cold War is the most boring war. It was cold because no shots were fired. Who gives a shit? What was I saying? Boats. Oh, yeah. So boats and cars. I, boats I know and hoes. Boats and hoes. Gotta get me some <laughs> boats and hoes. Yeah, I I don't know if they existed back then. I know that is a concept that has at least been uh, brought to fruition now. But, yeah, like, when you were like, that car looks like a boat. I was like, should I tell her, like, that's because it's it can double as a boat? Or will that give away what's going to happen later? Does the integrity of the experience of this film matter at all? <laughs> Like, should I worry about keeping secrets of what's going to happen? So, uh, you found out at some point. Um, oh, we have not mentioned, John Hurt is in this movie. Mm-hmm. John Hurt is an amazing actor. And damn it. They just write him as this insane, 
lunatic man the entire story and it sucks and he's not really able to shine at all um i will say i really like the way they wrote that uh shia labeouf was really good friends with mutt or no he is shia labeouf is mutt yeah he was uh good friends with oxley or the ox Mm -hmm. and so you can kind of tell that because indy wasn't it's not that he wasn't a present father he wasn't aware that he was a father and kind of burnt that bridge in a big way so because he wasn't able to be a father figure to mutt oxley was able to be somewhat of a father figure to him and so as john hurts uh um mental well-being or mental capacity deteriorates and stuff it really affects Shia LaBeouf in certain scenes very unevenly but the first moment when they walk into his cell and there's all that shit written on the walls it cuts to Shia LaBeouf and he is he's pretty distraught yeah and I think he does a great job with that he doesn't overplay it but he definitely doesn't underplay it um he's this freaks him out and he wasn't expecting it and i i think that one scene um there are moments throughout this movie where if they got a much better writer and if his life hadn't taken the turns it did i kind of would have been interested to see a continuation of mutt's story Hmm. at this point i don't think i don't think shia labeouf has any interest in doing an indiana jones style film at this point in his life probably not um i with the reception that the character's gotten i don't think it would be a good idea for hollywood to be like we know what you want you want more mutt (laughs) mutt williams or whatever um so yeah i i think it uh, was a very wise choice the uh end scene where he marries marion which i totally forgotten that they're married now i do not know how that's gonna play into the new movie but uh the wind blows and it blows the hat right at mutt's feet and he picks it up and he starts to put it on and harrison ford just takes it away from him and just goes hell no give me that damn hat like i feel like teasing it was well and didn't you say that audiences mm-hmm. that opening night like we're, the whole theater, they were like, don't, don't you dare, do not have him put on the hat, no. And then Indy takes it away and everyone was like, yeah, this movie sucked, but yeah, <laughs> Indy's the only one who gets to wear the hat. Like, So I read that Harrison Ford wanted to use like a real whip in this movie like he'd wow. been using in past movies. Oh. But new laws around movie set safety... Uh, were trying to prohibit that and they were gonna just make the whip cg but harrison ford deemed that rule stupid and used a real whip instead wow okay uh which there's a lot of things in this that like cgi shit flying towards the camera Mm -hmm. if they used a cgi whip I feel like there could have been a lot more 3D effects from the whip. And that would not have... It would have made an already very crappy film 
even worse. You know what we haven't talked about yet? Hmm. Um, giant ants. Yep. I keep thinking about those and, and yeah, sort of mentally, like, after I finish this point, got to talk about ants. Yeah, giant uh, fire ants. Hollywood had this weird obsession with bugs for a while. We got the bug scene from King Kong. We got giant ants in this. Um, we got a movie called Eight-Legged Freaks. Um, yeah. The Scarabs in the Mummy. The Scarabs in the Mummy films, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I I hate the ant sequence. It's not that exciting. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just kind of... Uh, Makes you feel uneasy. And carrying a whole body into an anthill? Like, what? Yeah. Just just odd. At least they're scared of an alien skull. Yeah. I miss the good old days, back when you would uh, beat someone in a fight by having a plane propeller hit him. Right. Don't have him just eaten by ants and carried off. No. Um, Smash his face into the tread of a moving tank. Yeah. Totes. One thing that I will say, kind of going back to the um, Mutt Williams almost putting on the hat, I feel like a great way that you could end Dial of Destiny, because I, I feel like they'd gotten too far into the movie when it got kind of found out that this could be a good idea. You would have to really rewrite the whole thing. But if, because uh, they've said this is going to be Indy's, or this is going to be Harrison Ford's last foray as Indy. Is that a word? Foray? Foray. That's probably it. Um, this is going to be his last adventure as Indiana Jones. So. I mean, Harrison Ford is old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he needs to hang up the whip, yeah. But, you end the movie with either... You know, he gets captured, or maybe he passes away, or maybe he um, retires or something. But you have some moment where someone comes to see him or something, and the hat is sitting right there, and we don't see who this person is, but all of a sudden, the person looks over, sees the hat, picks it up, and the camera kind of follows the hat as this person picks it up, and it's Kiwi Kwan. And like, I would love that. So yeah, camera's filming him from behind. You see him look down, grab the hat. He holds it up and he looks at it. And that's when we finally get to see his profile. And that's when we find out who's on screen. And it's short round. And he just looks at the hat, looks off into the distance and just sort of like, Indy. Or something like that. I feel like that could be a really great way to end your movie and get audience ex- audiences excited for the future of the series without Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Um, Kiwi Kwan has been quoted recently saying he would love to do a short round spinoff. Um, do we know, obviously we know John Reese davies is coming back mm-hmm. for Dial of Destiny. Yeah. Do we know of anyone else? I guess not that I know of. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kiwi Kwan, he, from what I understand, Kiwi Kwan kind of came back into stardom after they'd already pretty much done all of 
principal photography for this. But the the scene that I just pitched, you could have done that in post. You know, you could have been like, you know what? I have an idea for a little uh, tag at the end of the movie. And you bring in Kiwi Kwan, get him suited up. Because, yeah, another thing with that, uh, Mutt Williams is about to put on the hat and Indy takes it away from him. I think the only other three characters that I can think of that have worn the hat are uh, the guy at the beginning of Last Crusade who's wearing it, who, like, takes it off and puts it on Indy's head Uh, when he's a kid. So there's that guy. Who gives a shit about that? Uh, When Indy and the girl trade clothes so that he can pretend to be a Scottish driver just to walk in the front door of the place they're trying to sneak into. I think at that point, uh, Elsa is wearing his hat for a bit. But then, I feel like several times in Temple of Doom, he just lets Short Round wear the hat. Because Short Short Round feels like the only character other than Marion that Indy ever really, really loved. And it's not romantic, but... He loves that kid. That kid's great. And so, yeah, you bring back Kiwi Kwan. You let him wear the hat at the end of Dial of Destiny. You set up your future of your franchise so you can make another, I don't know, two or three movies. I, I feel I like that's... I get behind that. Yeah, I feel like that's a, the, a pathway for success. But, uh... Is there anything else? They get chased by some natives in, like, the city they finally get to. Yeah. They get chased for, like, three minutes, and that's it. Like, they hold up the skull, and the natives are like, our cameo's done. And then the Russians come through and shoot them all. It's like, damn. You brought in natives just to play that role? God damn. This movie is just not good. It's not. It was a major letdown after how great Last Crusade was. Mm -hmm. I feel like... I think I had hope for Dial of Destiny Mm -hmm. after Last Crusade. Yeah. Because I was like, okay. For the most part, Indiana Jones movies are good and fun. Mm -hmm. And then we watched this one. Yeah. And now I'm like so much more worried. Yeah. About what we're going to see this coming week at Dial of Destiny. And there are so many things that I'm looking forward to and so many things that I'm worried about. Um, Apparently there was a moment on set where one of the stuntmen offered to do the the action of Indy getting off a horse. Because Harrison Ford's getting old. And so he kind of struggled. And Harrison Ford... Pretty much just turned to the guy. It was just like, get the fuck away from me. I am old. I get off a horse like an old man. Indiana Jones is supposed to be my age. Indiana Jones is going to look like an old man getting off a horse. Shut the fuck up. Which is so Harrison Ford. I love the guy. But like, He's... what are we going to get now? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I do love seeing uh, Harrison Ford. He's always fun. How old is um, he now? Real old. Um, 1940. He was born in 1942. Damn. Uh, Let me do some maths. One mess. of the bad guys in this. Like you kind of see him shooting up into the air in one of the trailers. 81. Damn. 
He is 81 years old. Um, so one of the bad guys, uh, he played like the main bad guy in, uh, or not the main bad guy, but like the main henchman in Logan. He's got that robotic hand and I really like okay. him. So looking forward to seeing what his role is in this, uh, new dial of destiny. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing John Rice Davies come back. Um, I mean, Marion's got to come back, right? The fact that because they got married, seen, yeah. The fact that we haven't seen her uh, in any of the trailers, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of a. And then Marion passed away a couple of years ago, or we got married and thought we could make it work, and we couldn't, and we split up again, or something because i feel like she's gonna be in it yeah okay um i definitely don't think they are actively a part of each other's lives in this new one the fact that the one trailer starts with him sleeping in an armchair in front of the tv that's that's not where happily married men wake up um so We'll see. Um, I, I have, I'm optimistic with low expectations, I feel like. Yeah. I'm expecting this movie to suck, but I'm hopeful, and I feel like they're... Hopefully it'll at least be watchable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are times, especially lately, where a lot of people will say... This thing sucks, and I'll go, no, it doesn't. That thing rocks, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is either the movie where I come out going, no, it was actually really good, and everyone disagrees, or there's a chance that this will be the thing where people were like, mm, it was okay, I guess, and I'll be the one going, no, it wasn't. Not a single thing about this movie was redeemable. Shut up. This movie should burn in hell, because that has happened too. I'm looking at you, Birds of Prey, and the shit about Harley Quinn. I hate that movie. I hate that movie with every fiber of my being. I hate it. I hate every minute of it. I, it, it sucks. Is there anything else we want to talk about about this movie? I think we covered it. Okay. Stay tuned. We have other episodes coming out. There was that weird, super fast done. vehicle. That Indy and the Russian guy fight on for a set or something. It like launches them out into the desert and then he like. Oh, yeah. What the hell was. Why was that needed too? I feel like the beginning of this movie until the nuking of the fridge. It is just so busy and relentless and none of it is good. Correct. So. We at least then, like, take a breather and get some story after that, but that does not save the film. Oh, the friend, Mac. Mac's a stupid-ass character. Mm -hmm. Mac is a guy that they brought in in just this movie, and he kind of seems like a piece of shit, and then he betrays Indy, and then, like, halfway through the movie, he's like, hey, I'm a double agent, and I didn't actually betray you. And Indy's like, I don't need any proof. And then later in the movie, he's like, hey, I was lying. I did betray you. So 
there. And Indy's like, oh, you son of a bitch. And then later he's like, hey, I had a change of heart. So I, I, I did betray you. So when I told you I didn't betray you, I was lying. But now I'm honestly saying I'm not going to betray you anymore. So I'm a g- What? I, I, just because of what you're doing to this story, I want you to die. And then he dies. And I'm like, took too long, but thank you. Yeah. Um, I, Ray Winston is an odd actor that I remember when this movie came out, Ray Winston was like a top build, uh, actor in this. And I was like, oh wow, Ray Winston. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, I feel like I know him from something. And then I saw his face and I was like, that's not who I'm thinking of. Who the hell is this? And I, I've just spent the last 12 years, 13 years, however long it's been since that movie came out. 15 15 I just keep looking around going I I know I thought I recognized his name and now I've seen him in several things but what the hell had he done before that first thing that I saw him in I don't understand what this guy is um because yeah he was in that he was in the terrible Beowulf movie he was in Cats he was in Cats well he's the guy on the barge Oh, I forgot about that. No, I didn't. Um, he was in Puss in Boots. Was he? The first yeah. one? Um, or Last Wish? 2022. Last Wish. Oh. He played Papa Bear. Oh, I can see him playing Papa Bear. Yeah, okay. Um, he's also in Black Widow. Did you mention that? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, he's uh, the villain. Yeah, okay. Ray Winston, odd actor. Um, he, very annoying character in this. Don't care for him. And I think that at some point there's a sword fight and Mutt starts getting hit in the balls by plants because it's like yeah. a sword fight on cars. Um, that's not how you get hit in the balls. Once you take a shot in the nuts, you're not still balancing on cars. You fold. You fold like a fucking napkin. And you fall off the car. One of the fun parts about us watching this movie was it just became a joke of what they did practically and what they didn't do practically. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever want to watch a shitty movie with me and Dallas, it's at least entertaining to hear our commentary Mm -hmm. on it. I have thought about potentially in the future choosing a movie and doing like a... Um, a, a commentary track. So pretty much like fun. our podcast episode is as long as the movie and you just play us in time to the movie and we make fun of it. So I don't know if we'll ever do it, but... But maybe. Yeah, maybe. We like shitty movies. Yeah. I mean, and we hate shitty movies, but yeah. at least it's somewhat we, entertaining for us We like for hating to... shitty movies. Yeah, we do. Um, And maybe we would do it with a with a great movie. You know, where it's just us for a few hours just being like, oh my gosh, this thing is beautiful. And look at that. Holy crap. I love this scene. Oh, it's so good. Like, yeah. You know, we could do like Spider-Verse or something and be like, dude, the color in this scene alone. Worth Lord of every the Rings. dollar of admission. Oh, wow. Um, Did you know he broke his toe when he kicked the helmet? Of course. Everyone knows <laughs> that. Uh, did you know his face? 
was like entirely bruised while they were filming the Moria battle. I did not know that. Yeah. Like the entire cast went and tried uh, surfing like the night before they started shooting the Moria sequence. And he fell and like hit his face on coral or something. And so they had to film him from one side the entire battle or something. That's that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's entirely true or not, but yeah. Uh, anyways, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Frickin' Skull. I think that's everything. Yeah. Um, you've probably already seen it, so my condolences. If you haven't seen it, I leave the decision up to you if you want to see it or not. It's, um... You don't have to. You probably won't be proud of your decision-making skills, but uh, there it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said at the uh, the top of the episode, we did it. We got through all of the current indie films. And then we will see the we new one. We have our tickets to Dial of Destiny this Thursday. Mm-hmm. So. Um, at Valley Fair. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for my. I would have already forgotten about Holy that. Holy I even put it on the calendar so fun story for you guys i can't remember what movie we were going to see but it was a big one was it spider-verse no it wasn't spider-verse no was it fast x it was fast x was it fast x wow so uh there's one theater that we constantly go to it's jordan commons it's a phenomenal theater it's great uh if you're in utah and you don't go to jordan commons highly recommend it um but uh for Fast X, the showtimes, there just wasn't one that meshed with our schedule well. So, we were able to find a good showtime over at Valley Fair, which is, you know, kind of other side of town. But we forgot, and we show up at Jordan Commons. We have, you know, enough time to get concessions and things like that. And for some reason, we go up to the kiosk, and it won't print out our tickets. So then we go up to one of the employees, and we're like, hey, what's wrong with our tickets? And they're trying it, they're scanning it, and it won't work. So finally they pull a manager over. Manager comes over, takes one look, and just goes, you're in the wrong location. These are for Valley Fair. And as soon as she looked at it, it clicked in my mind. And so I feel like I responded too quickly. So she was like, these are for the Valley Fair location. And as she finishes saying it, I just go, that's right, bye. As though it was a prank I was pulling on her. (laughs) And so we... Joke's on you. I already knew that. (laughs) Bye. So we run back to the car, haul ass across town. We made it in 12 minutes. Yes. We missed some trailers. We did not get concessions, but we did not miss a second of Fast X. And uh, if you're going to see any Mission Impossible in its entirety... I I feel like you shouldn't miss Fast X. It's one of the best, in my opinion. Mm. I put it as like third or fourth best. I I and I stand by that. I think Fast X was actually like weirdly good. But uh yeah, so that's kind of our, our joke now. If we're ever going to see a movie at uh, Valley Fair, we need to make a point to remember that we're seeing it at Valley Fair. Hey guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this wild ride that is the Indiana Jones films minus Dial of Destiny at this point. Uh, But if you like listening to us, if you like our content, 
that we put out. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. You can uh, also follow us on Instagram at the.real.couple. You can also email us at therealcouplepod at gmail.com. There's so many ways to get a hold of us. You can, um, we post stories on Instagram. We yeah. Posted, I actually yeah. posted, I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but I, I posted our framed uh, scores. Yeah. Uh, framed uh, results. Yeah. So we play Framed every day. Framed is awesome. It's not an app. It's just a website, but uh, it'll give you five random Six frames. frames. Six. It will give you six frames from a movie, and you have to guess what the movie is. And each new frame, usually, like it's it's more and more obvious. So. And Dallas is. St- Stupid good at this game. Not always. I kind of suck most of the time. I've been ashamed for almost a year now or something because I remember um, the Spider-Verse, the end of the Spider-Verse epi- uh, framed day. The first like two or three frames. That was I a just, hard one. Like something about it. At some point I realized, oh, this is animated. And it it was frames that didn't really show off. The, the, animation. the animation style mm-hmm. of Spider-Verse. So I knew it was animated, but it wasn't until like a couple frames later that I was like, oh, I recognize this. It's one of my all-time favorite films ever made. Oops. So, but yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. Watch our uh, Instagram story and play framed yourself and let us know how well you did. Um... Anything else? No. Thanks for listening. Anything else to say? Nah. Okay, bye. Bye.